When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello, welcome to Garibaldi Reds, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Well, after yesterday, Forest are still in the FA Cup just after a draw with League One Blackpool. Forest came back from two goals down with Dominguez and a nice strike from Morgan Gibbs White once again on the score sheet yesterday. Right, joining me as always, Sarah Clapson, Reds correspondent. Sarah, good to see you. Your first podcast for us since uh, 2020, well, since 2023 and then now 2024. Uh, how are you? Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Hope it's a good one. Um, yeah, good, thank you. Nice to be good. on again. Yes, nice to see you. Uh, and also joining us in the top right, you can see uh, a very familiar face around the city ground still, Guy Moosey, former Forest player. Guy, good to see you. How are nice you? You all, I'm very good. Thank you. And thank good. you for the invite. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome. I've probably grown since the last time you see me again, Guy. <laughs> all the time, my friend. All the time. <laughs> uh, um, what have you been up to, Guy? What kind of how's life keep, uh, keeping you? Because you do some stuff in in France in in terms of a um, like yeah, a, a, a sports for, yeah, 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 sports medicine, and uh, so I keep doing that. You know, a little bit internationally, so I keep traveling a lot. And uh, yes, he's well. I mean, he's doing well. He's doing well. So, and I try to uh, I get back. I play again now with uh, veteran football in Paris when I've got time. Over thirty-five years old, so it's so it's funny. I keep in fit. I try to keep fit. We could probably do with you back at Forest at some point. You never know. <laughs> you could maybe get a a, a stint under the new manager. Um, Sarah, let's uh, let's touch on yesterday first of all. Then, kind of just quickly. Um, I mean, it was never a, a, a really exciting uh, tie, was it? When it when it first was announced uh, for the FA Cup third round fixtures, but kind of a packed out city ground at, at times, and, and nice to see some some young fans come. But 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 it just wasn't wasn't really Forest Day at all, really. But showed fight to to come back from two 0 down. Yeah, I thought they started really flat, slow, um, didn't really get going, bit lacklustre, had a lot of the ball, didn't really create a lot. And then they were kind of hit by two goals from Blackpool and it was, oh, well, that's a bit of a wake-up call. You really got to start going now. Um, got back into it, got the draw. Uh, not ideal. Um, I think Nuno made his thoughts clear afterwards that a replay is far from what he wanted. He had a, a, a plan for the next fortnight without a game, um, including a trip to St George's Park. He's had to rip all that up, start again, um, and it, it's not what he wanted. I think he probably would have learnt a lot from that game, probably as much as the previous two um, wins. 
it was just a different kind of performance compared to the, the ones over Newcastle and, and Man United. It, it was just it was just flat. The first half hour particularly. Second half much better. Um offered a lot more, a bit more threat, a bit more attacking impetus. I thought Nuno Tavares came on and made a real difference and um, added that kind of bit of spark. Um could have won it, had chances, just didn't put the ball in the back of the net for a third time. Yeah, um, I suppose kind of positives was, was like you said, kind of nice to see um, Nuno Tavares play. Uh, Guy, you didn't really catch any of the game yesterday, but do you think it's it, it's talked about a lot in, in this kind of modern day about the, the FA Cup not being as special as it used to? Kind of, Do you still think that, that the FA Cup's got that spark about it? I think it's still hard, you know, but I think it's always more entertaining for the um, the team that are going to play against a higher division, you know, more than Forest. I think in that stage, you know, when uh, we have all those things that changed in the, in the past few weeks uh, at Nottingham, and uh, obviously I think there is few players that wanted to play that game in, in, in order to have game time and prove themselves for the manager, but it's not the same motivation. So I, I would believe that if you were at the time when we were a championship team, we want to play against a Premier League team. So now there is the excitement. But I don't think that when you're in Premier League team, you have the same excitement when you have to play a League One team. So sometimes it's regarding the motivation and excitement. And I can understand that. Yeah, um, it's quite interesting. I mean, Sarah, do you think this is a competition that Forrest are taking kind of seriously this year or, or, or not? With Nuno coming in, um, the main focus might be just on the league? I think the the priority is the league um, to get up the table for sure. But Nuno spoke really well before the game about how much the competition means to him. He made the semi-finals at Wolves. He knows that silverware, that the FA Cup is really important to Forrest. He knows the history. He said he wants to get back to those kind of good days of of doing well in cup competition. So I think he he does take it really seriously. He fielded a strong team or as strong as he could go with um, with absences. He wants to do well. He wants to maintain that momentum, the the winning form that that Forest had in the league before that. It was just it didn't it didn't happen on the day. And, and I guess trying to put your finger on why is is difficult because the players that were out there, the team that was together should have had enough about them to to put in a, a better first half performance again second half much much better showed more um yeah i, I think he, he does want to do well but now he faces a, a tricky replay um away to blackpool which is is not going to be easy we saw that last season in the fa cup so it's not an easy um easy game for for sure um an, a, a, an additional one that he, he didn't really want yeah, can they do it on a, on a cold night away in Blackpool? Mm, exactly. Um, who knows? Uh, Guy, kind of when, as 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 a player, you you have the FA Cup, and and particularly when you were at Forest, do you always expect that the manager will kind of rotate the squad and you'll get the young players coming in, or do you as players want to play every game and and you want to play in the FA Cup third round or or whatever fixture it it, it may be? To be to be honest with you, it's like we want you to play every single game, but then sometimes when you're tired and you play an FA Cup game against, let's say it's a League One or a League Two, it's a kind of the game that you you want to skip. Also, you can say that okay, it's 
we can win this game because in the same time, I would say as a Forest team in the Premier League, you expect that if you make a few changes, we can, we're going to win a game against a League One team. Football is not like that, but we know that we're supposed to have the quality to to rotate the squad and the squad, and then be able to to win that game. So I believe that uh, all player wants to play, but there is certain type of game that you like. Okay, this one, if I skip it, maybe I can recover a little bit more to be ready for the next game. But then sometimes you have players that didn't have enough game time, so they want to play that type of game. And then now it's down to the motivation. Those the players that used to play regularly in Premier League have the same motivation when they play this type of game. And then now you can have a mix of the one that never played that much, that super exciting and want to do well, and the one that we know that he will play anywhere the next um, Premier League game. So it's like, okay, even, even if I'm 50 or 60%, I'm supposed to win this game but even though i don't win this game my priority is not necessarily that is the premier league because the situation of the club we need to stay in the premier league so i would say it's a mix of both but i believe that some of the player knows that the priority even though we love the fa cup is to stay in the premier league yeah definitely i mean we saw with with forest under steve cooper sarah and in in that promotion winning season in the championship when forest were in the fa cup they kept that momentum going is that something that that, that that Forrest can kind of replicate this season under Nuno, new era, new manager, kind of fresh start? And, and now you kind of look to the FA Cup games as something that can keep the momentum going to get us results in the Cup and then leading to success in the league? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, different manager, but, but under Steve Cooper, he was very clear that you can't turn a winning mentality on and off. You have to be on it the whole time. Every game you have to want to win. Nuno is exactly the same. He's a winner. He wants to win. Um, he wants to keep momentum building. Um, and I think you saw that with the, the team that he put out. It was fairly strong. And he, he tried to have a bit of continuity. And he's trying to build up connections and, and relationships on the pitch. He's still getting to know his players. He's still getting to know his group. Um, he did take an opportunity to look at a few. The goalkeeper, for example, who he, he hadn't fielded um, up until Sunday. But... Generally, I think he he just wants to see what his team is all about, and by do, you do that by playing games. Um, and yes, you learn more perhaps in adversity than in if you get a win. But he wants to keep the momentum building. He wants continuity. He wants to keep the positivity and and the good form going. And the cup's a great chance to do that. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. I mean, Sarah, are you are you kind of shocked at, at how kind of Forest approached the FA Cup in the past and, and and maybe not taking it seriously in recent seasons? And and you mentioned there the the kind of winning mentality. When you look at, at Nuno now, he said in the, in the press conferences yesterday he wanted um, the replays to to be scrapped. It's very interesting, and I can imagine that if Forest were we're a lower league opposition. You 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 might not be saying that because it obviously doesn't doesn't help Forest in this now kind of busy. Well, it was supposed to be a quiet three week break, but but it becomes even busier now. Yeah, I, I wonder if it was something he, he kind of said in the heat of the moment. Whether his opinion might have changed if Forest had won, um, whether he would still be wanting to scrap replays, or if it's because he, he's had to completely change his schedule for the next fortnight, whether that kind of played a part in his thinking. Um, I have to say, I, I, I quite like replays. I think it's part of the tradition of the, the Cup. And it's some, it, 
for a team that like Blackpool, they're they're really looking forward to getting Forest back at Bloomfield Road. I know their manager was was delighted at the prospect of, of another game, and it can add to revenue for for those kind of teams as well. Um, so I quite like it. Perhaps not going to Bloomfield World on a, a cold Tuesday night so much. You, you might hear me say different then, but um, I think replays are important. And, and whether, again, whether Nuno changed his, would have changed his mind in different circumstances, I'm, I'm not so sure. But it's good to see him enjoying the FA Cup. It's good to to have it taken seriously because it's so important to English football. It's such a prestigious competition and it, it does still have its magic. It does still have that... Um, special quality about it and to go far in it is is terrific we saw that under Steve Cooper and um, if Forest can have another run like that if they can get through the a tricky replay then that would be great yeah I can just picture how cold it's going to thanks Max thanks yeah <laughs> I might join you I, I might I might join you to help you through it um Guy when you played for Forest, have you got any kind of particular FA Cup memories that that really stand out I would say that's one of the games that I haven't played, to be fair. No, I would say the, the game at home when we won against West Ham, 5-1. Yes. And it was a January, I think, 2014, maybe, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a, no, it was a really good game. And, uh, and you know, you, we were, like, trying to fight for the promotion. And then now you have the time to fight against a, a good side, you know. And um, and then it's exactly the same what I said uh, regarding uh, Nottingham Forest and Blackpool. At the time, I remember they have like decent player, but it was some of the players that wasn't playing regularly. So they were taking game time. So you come down and you're supposed to think that it's going to be easy. And then how you face a team that was like super motivated and, uh, you know, then you get beaten. So that was the maybe I think my best memory in uh, in FA Cup in uh, with Forest. Yeah, I, I can actually remember that day. I think I was stood in the Trent end. Um, I think was it was it Abdoon scored a, a a mad penalty key. Yeah, yeah, he scored like he, uh, Panelka. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was funny. And uh, Patterson scored a trick, something like that. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, I can remember. Yeah. Well, just, just, just quickly, Guy, what was that group of players like to work to work with, and and Billy Davis as manager the second time round? Because on the pitch, it, it just seemed to be a real breath of fresh air, and the and the energy was unmatched. Probably before the Steve Cooper promotion squad, that was the first time it looked like a Forest side could actually get out of the championship. Yeah, I think Billy Davis. It was a good manager, but it was like. Um... I don't know, it, 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 it was a good mentor. He knew how to talk to people. He knew how to create a synergy. I remember, I think I've said that, uh, I already said that, but um, so one of the things that Billy, Billy David has done, for example, so he said, uh, when we score a goal, within 15 seconds or 10 seconds, let's say, I want all single player to be all around, all together, including the keeper. And I didn't understood that at the time. And then I think I exchanged with him a, a little bit later. And uh, he told me that basically the aim of doing that is maybe I can be with close to Sarah, but she's not my good teammate. Or Max, you're not really my good teammate. We're okay, but we're not a good teammate. Mm-hmm. But when we're going to score a goal and now we celebrate all together, it created something. And now you create a team spirit. And then by, by doing that, he was able to 
Then I started to be close. For example, I remember at the time, uh, Paul Anderson was a good guy, but I didn't talk that much with him. And now we start to be more friends and talk a little bit more together and in a different, you know, in, in a different way, I would say. So yeah, a few things like that, that, uh, you know, that could make a difference and create a real momentum and a real team spirit. Yeah, no, it's really, it's a really nice, it's a really nice insight there, Guy. Um, mm. Sarah, kind of just touching a little bit more before we move on uh, on yesterday's game. Uh, you kind of already picked out a few positives, but but Nuno Tavares, uh, I thought Hudson Odoi had, had a very good game as well. Um, him kind of getting back to, to to full fitness, and Morgan Gibbs White as well. Another wonder strike from him. Oh, he's been in great form, hasn't he? He's um, found his scoring boots in the last couple of games and that move to a more central role is just, he's really got going now. He's back to the kind of Morgan Gibbs-White that was doing so well last season, back to his best, pulling the strings, looks confident, looks full of belief um, and he just seems to be enjoying himself in that role. I think moving him there has just been a real um, key change. For Forest, and it's one of the things that Nuno has absolutely got spot on. Um, I think the fact that the two of them know each other and have worked together before it definitely helps. But you can just see in the performances that Morgan's always had that quality. He's always got that that little bit of something about him, and now he's really starting to show it again. And he's so important. Having him on top form is just is crucial for Forest because he's such a good player. And now he's started to score goals as well which is something perhaps he wasn't doing quite so much of. Um, it was an area of his game he really needed to improve. Now he's showing he can do that. He can pick it out like in the top corner like he did yesterday. A few more of that and, um, yeah, he'll be he'll be well on his way. He's absolutely flying. So long may that continue for sure. Yeah, definitely. What have you made of, of, of Morgan Gibbs-White-Gee? Because he's certainly a, a special player, isn't he? I really like the player. I really love him, actually. And I think that uh, he, he, he just needs to have more, I would say, uh, statistic in terms of assists and, and goals. And he would be like a, a really, really top player because the way that he's influencing the game is just amazing. His activity, his energy, uh, the way he dictates the game. And uh, it will come with the, the result of Forest, obviously, but you will see that either he's going to score a goal, like in, uh, in Man Manchester United game, or it will be the not the assist, but the, third, the, the pass before the assist because he created something. So I think it's really important into, in, into our game. And uh, I really enjoy watching him. Yeah. What have you made to, to Forest since, since Nuno's coming in this, in, in this short period? Um, you've followed the club very closely. You've seen lots of managers when you played at Forest and, and, and watched them now as, as, as a fan and, and, and someone very well known. But, but what have you made to Forest this season? And I suppose you were probably sad to see Steve Cooper go, but, but now a new era? Yeah, yeah, I'm sad to see uh, Steve Cooper go because he done a really good job, and uh, you know, I'm I, I don't know if uh, Andy Reid is still with the with the football club also because he was a member of the staff, so it, it's affected a little me. Uh, it's that that's affected me a little bit, you know. But uh, we know this is football anyway, so you know, a manager last doesn't last uh, in I would say in an average more than maybe two to three years. I'm, I'm not sure about that. So it's sad to see that. And um, as, as to Nuno, Nuno, I think it's a good manager. He proved it already. So we don't have to talk about that. But now it's uh, the time to see uh, if he's, um, 
if it's uh, if its strategy will uh, will suit uh, the the player, if we'll find the right player for him for for, for the way that he try to play football. And uh, but basically, I cannot judge him right now because I think he done some re pretty good game. But you know, you always have a momentum when there is a new manager that comes. Everybody wants to prove because sometimes what I think it's when you have too many players in the squad. For me, that's my personal opinion. Is not good because if you come in the squad and, for example, you you uh, Sarah and Max, you you both playing regular football, and I'm near I'm coming to the training where I'm not playing. I'm gonna start to be moody, and then you're gonna pick up my mood because if you like me, hopefully, then you will like oh, Guy's not happy, blah blah blah, and then that affects your mood. So when you go in the training, you're not hundred percent also. But then when you have a new manager that comes, everybody wants to prove himself and prove the manager that I'm supposed to play. So normally the level of training will be higher because every single player thinks that this is my new chance potentially to carry on playing as the, as the, in the first 11. Or maybe if I wasn't playing at all, maybe it's the time for me to go 200% to show the manager that I've got the ability to bring something in the table. But then now it's after maybe one month when the players start to analyze, yes, the, the manager wants to play me or maybe I impressed the manager or I didn't impress the manager, my situation haven't changed, then now we will potentially get back to normal. So we will see also the way that the manager is going to start to motivate the player that, that, has, that do not play, that not playing anymore. And then you know that this is why it's important to wait maybe one month, I would say, to see how the how how the manager going to manage this squad you know yeah don't worry Guy. we do like you as well and i'm sure if me and sarah <laughs> were the teammates we'd be uh we'd be letting you have the game time don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Guy, as, as well just 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 quickly when you were at forest you saw a a, a big managerial turnover and, and, yeah. and now as a fan was was billy davis the best manager you you worked under as, as someone there. You mentioned a manager trying to find it, you know, hard to, to keep everyone happy. And and did Billy do a, a good job of that? Yes, I think Billy Davids was... I think managing is like education. It's depend on the type of player and the mentality of the, the player that you would have. Billy Davids was the perfect manager for us. But when you look at the uh, our squad at the time, we have an average age of 23, 24 years old. So the way he was talking to us, then it was easy for him to command us and make us do what he wanted to do. But then when you have a squad with more experienced players, like he had in his second spell, it was more difficult. And I could have seen that the way he was trying to talk and pass on his messages was different. So I'd say, I would say personally for me, it was the best manager in terms of um, it teaches how to work hard and enjoy working hard. And I think that's something that was really important. And uh, yes, at the time for me, at, at Forest, it was one of the best managers. But we have also, for example, for me, Colin Carderwood was really a top manager. and uh, But it was different. And uh, so he had like uh, his assistants, uh, his assistant manager that was a little bit more, you know, tough. But Colin Carderwood used to pass the messages in a, the, his message in a nice way, and uh, is the same. Like for me, Billy Davids and uh, Colin Carderwood was the two guys that I could have fight for them, even though the rest of them also. But I really feel that when they were passing on the messages, you know, it was really catching me. Yeah, no, very, um, very good. And I think I think Billy was probably the man to 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 come close with with Forrest before yeah. Steve Cooper. Sarah, let's um let's look at, at kind of this three week 
I, I would I would call it a winter break, but but now not so much with with Blackpool. How much do you think that that affects the team? You talked there about um, Nuno. He'd said that the team were going to St George's Park. How does this af- af- affect Forest now, really? I think probably more than they they thought it it would, um, because they have had to rearrange all their plans. They they had it all mapped out what they wanted to do before they they play uh, Brentford. Um, they knew what their schedule was going to look like. And now they've had to rip all that up because as Nuno said, the focus is on the replay. The priority now is the replay um, on getting ready for that, of, of making sure that players are fit, that all their, their tactics, their um, their game plan is in place for that game, which is obviously going to come around fairly soon um, next week. So it's not ideal um, by any means. I think Nuno was looking forward to, the trip to St George's Park, not because, not just because he was planning double training sessions to help with fitness. Um, he's mentioned there's a few players who are, whose fitness levels um, need improving because of injury, because of because they haven't been playing as much as they would have liked. Um, that was one reason, but also for team bonding, he was really keen to just spend time with these players to get to know them, to be able to talk. Um, I guess about football, but also about life away from the pitch and just getting to know them as people and um like he's mentioned develop a bond have mm-hmm. a team spirit and you get that by time you get that by spending time together the winter break is, is was a good time to do that or a good chance to do that because you you don't often get that little period where your your focus isn't game 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 training game training um that's what Nuno has had so far since he's come in. He's had a really hectic schedule. So this was a chance to step back, take a bit of a breather, reflect on what's happened, reflect on where he still needs to improve, what needs to be done. Um, and he, he had that shortened now. Um, so I think he, he was a little bit frustrated about that, that he, he won't have as much time as he would have liked. Um, but he's got a game to prepare for now and he'll learn as much about his players as um, as any other opportunity. So that's the priority now, getting ready for Blackpool. Do you, do you think they'll still go to St George's Park, Sarah, just for a short a, a short period of time? I think they might have to um, revise that plan. They were planning to go for three days and stay overnight and, and use the facilities. And he pretty much said yesterday that... Um, it might have to be scrapped that and revise what they're planning to do during this fortnight, which is a shame um, because I think they were really looking forward to that opportunity. And it's a lovely place to go, St George's Park. It's really, um, it's really high facilities and, and a good, um, a good base to use. But obviously, that um, has had to be revised. Yeah, they could always add a few days on in uh, on in Blackpool, maybe, and and do some training on the beach. You never know, Sarah. You never know. You could join them, really. I suppose and <laughs> make the trip more make the trip more worthwhile. Um, Gee, from a from a footballer's point of view, how important are those international breaks for training, for recovery, and, and as Sarah mentioned there, for for a manager to really get to know his his players and eventually his best eleven. Yes, I think it's really important. And especially in that time when you just take the team, now you can have more time to speak with players, more time to eventually some of the players that need more fitness level adjust a training session for them. And then maybe having like a really tough first week and having maybe a two days break when you can make a bound with the players going somewhere to go karting or something like that to make something a little bit funny, you know. 
But uh, yeah, this period of time is crucial and really important, you know, to to bring a team together or work on the small details. Did you ever do any gee? Did you ever do any funny kind of team bonding exercises when you were playing? Can you remember any? Not really, but we were not. The, the, what we used to do, we have a good group of players, to be honest, and we used to go all together in um, in London just for shopping or maybe a restaurant or stuff like that. And I remember during the the, the international break, B. David used to give us like the last training session on Wednesday, I think, and then we were off until the next Monday. And then we all organized on Tuesday a trip to London for two days. So we were all taking the same train from uh, Nottingham train station to London St. Pancras. And then we were going to the same hotel and in the, we were each other in the on, on our way to go to shopping. And we were make, making a meeting, for example, at 6.30. We go all together. Then we are seven. We go to a restaurant all together and maybe partying after that. And uh, but that was good. That was a, a good time for us to stay all together. We are really a good a good group of player for that year. Yeah, um, Sarah, we, maybe we could do like a team bonding exercise for. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. the podcast. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. We could go. We could go to St George's Park for a luxurious spa getaway. Or <laughs> um, I suppose, Sarah, this the, this break brings us nicely to almost kind of halfway through the season um what have you made of it I, I suppose it's a very difficult question but, <laughs> but but we've seen Steve Cooper depart and and Nuno come in with this with this new era but but what have you really made of of the football club so far this season in their second season of the Premier League second season was always going to be difficult I think um, maybe there was a, a bit of underestimating how tough it, it could be um it's not easy for any club in the second season. And Forest had another summer of change. They brought in a, a, a more new players that needed integrating, that needed to adjust to English football, to adapt to each other, to get to know each other. And that was always going to take time. Um, Nuno's made a great start to his tenure. Um, he's made a, a, a big impact so far. You can't argue with the results that he's got. Even the Bournemouth game, I think it would have been very different if that red card hadn't have um, hadn't have happened and we could have been looking at three very different results but generally I think he, he's made a, a good impact um, he's got players playing well he seems to know the basis of the team that he wants or at least the system that he, he wants to play with um, I think it, it's just about keeping it going it's about maintaining that momentum the table is still really tight putting more distance between Forest and the relegation zone he, he's the priority um because as much as there's a little bit of a gap now i think everybody would breathe a little bit easier if it was bigger um a few more points needed for that because we know how many twists and turns you can get in a season and how quickly things can change and how other teams can start picking up results and all of a sudden the table can shift around again so there can't be any room for complacency or for thinking that okay forest have won their last two premier league games that's you know they've, they've turned around the form now and and that's that's it. it it doesn't always work like that i'm sure there's going to be plenty of twists and turns to come and, and ups and downs because it, it very very rarely do you have a season where it's just a continuous upward curve there's always going to be some kind of roller coaster and going through peaks and troughs and there's always challenges to deal with the challenge nuno's got at the minute is players are away on on international duty he's lost a lot of key players potentially for a good few games so he's got to navigate that he's still trying to 
figure out his best team. I mentioned it before, but the goalkeeping situation for me is one that that really needs addressing. Who is his number one? Um, or does he feel that a new number one is needed? I think that's something that he, he's got to look at pretty quickly or make a decision on pretty quickly because it's such a key position. Um, and then we, we wait to see what happens in the rest of the transfer window. I don't think Forest need too many new additions. I, I can't see there being too many new signings coming in. But the ones they, they do make, they have to make sure they, they get it right. Um, yeah, I think it's a season that has been interesting so far, and I'm sure that the roller coaster will probably continue for, for the rest of it. Yeah, it certainly will. It's never a, a, a dull day supporting Forrest. Sarah mentions the, the goalkeeper situation there. Forrest just, just don't seem to have a, a, a first choice goalkeeper, as you like, um, with Flacadimios and then and then Matt Turner. What have you made from 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 an outside point of view of that? And also how difficult as as a defender is it when you almost don't have faith in in your own keeper, which it really seems like the Forest back four or or, or, or back line as, as such, they really just don't seem to have have confidence in in whichever co- uh, keeper that that Nuno seems to play. Hmm. I think it's really difficult, even though for the goalkeeper, I think the goalkeeper is such a a, a special position that that needs stability. It's not like um, 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 like a player in the field, you know, the players that, you know, you can have competition and stuff like that. It's really a crucial position that you have to really, really be focused. And I think it's not easy for the keeper to uh, to be, you know, unbalanced regarding his position, even though there is, it's a competition game. So you have to understand. But we have to understand who's the number one, who's the number two keeper, and then obviously have a competition in the way that if the number one keeper doesn't do well, then obviously the number two keeper can have his chance. But then had I, uh, me, I would have preferred that it's pretty clear because then now the keeper can be, you know, fully, you know, uh, relaxed when he played. Because sometimes when you play, uh, you know, and uh, and then you know that as soon as you're going to make a mistake, you're not really pretty sure about your position and stuff like that. I think regarding a keeper is such a di- is such a different position that, for me, I wouldn't be comfortable also. Yeah, uh, that leads us nicely onto a bit of a Q and A, um, especially for Guy. Some some questions aimed at him. Uh, we put a call out on Twitter, Garibaldi Red underscore. Keep up to date with us on there. Um, Guy, first question, no pressure. Uh, James asks uh, your favourite memories at Forest. My favourite memories, Forest. It would be that game against Derby when we win. Uh, we won one nil at uh, at the at their stadium. I think it was a good at the time. It was we were in a good momentum to be automatic promotion to put together automatic promotion, and uh, that was uh, that was the perfect games at the time. You know, you played derby, win the same division. I think uh, it was Billy Davis. Yeah, Billy Davis was the manager, and the other the other side it was Clough, uh, and uh, you know the tension between them with Robbie Savage also the tension with him and few of the players of the squad because he sent some brochure to uh, to to Nathan Tyson with uh, with his mention saying that yeah I can rent you my house or something like that it was crazy atmosphere i think it's it's one of the best game when you go there and you know that you're going for a war you know so it was it was a lovely game 
Yeah, we certainly miss those those derby days for sure uh, sometimes. Uh, another question actually from Paul, and, and this is a bit of an interesting one, Guy, as you're speaking to us. It, it says, as a, as a former player, how did you deal with the media? Often football players these days are media trained. Did you have any media training when, when you were playing? No, no, no. No, we didn't. And I think that's maybe one of the problems. They come with social media in the same time because... Social media is becoming a media. And then at the time when people start to use Twitter or Facebook or whatever, it was, I think, maybe a way of expressing yourself without notice that it's going to be, you know, put outside in the public. And um, then we have to learn of what we can say or what we cannot say. But uh, I think in the end, if you just have to be honest with you, know how to talk to people and, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty easy. Yeah, uh, Sarah, don't worry. There is there is a question uh, for you. Um, uh, I hope it's not on media training. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose you're maybe you could media train Guy. Um, <laughs> he doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't actually. He doesn't. Sorry, Guy, that was harsh. Um, Sarah, it says uh, Sarah. Now the window is officially opened. Can we expect any movement in the next few days or over this winter break? It's been quiet so far, hasn't it? Um, a quiet start to January. I think it's probably going to be a relatively quiet, I've probably spoken too soon there, but a relatively quiet window, at least compared to previous ones. I don't think we're going to see an influx of signings. Again, I'll probably put the curse on it there and we'll be on deadline day and I'll be tapping away Talk because it'll be, yeah, exactly. Um, you, you can never say for sure, but the focus is really going to be on outgoings. I mean, Guy's mentioned it, the size of the squad, Forest need to cut down numbers. Mm. They need to move some players on. Um, and I think there's Nuno wanted to make sure everybody had a clean slate and a chance to put their case forward and state their claim. And a few players have, have had an opportunity to do that by getting game time. He'll be he'll have been assessing everybody in training as well. But he's already spoken about hard and tough decisions having to be made about who stays and who goes. And I think that's going to be their priority at the minute. Obviously, we know the focus on Forest's financial situation as well. And I think that will have a, a, a big impact in terms of signings and what kind of business is able to be done. But the focus really has to be on cutting numbers and making it an easier squad for Nuno to work with. Yeah, for sure. Um, Guy, I, I quite like this question. Uh, it asks, uh, who is your favourite player to play with uh, and who is your favourite player watching Forest now and why? Uh, my favorite player to play with, uh, I think uh, I like to play with Reddy. To be honest, uh, I've got the right, I've got the right connection with him. I still like always talking with him uh, up to now, and uh, so yes. But uh, just a little also, um, just to uh, a little hello to my friend uh, Louis McGugan. And uh, I think he was a great player and um, I think it was one of the best talent that we have. And, uh, and then unfortunately, he didn't really feel his potential because I think it could be like a, a really, really top, top, top class player. So yeah, I'm playing with him and watching him because I remember at the time Luis was the, it wasn't defending too much. And then, and me, I, I came to the squad. I came to the squad. I remember I said, I always, always, but even when we have this successful season, when Luis was playing like and scoring a lot of goals, I was like, don't worry, don't worry, I do the dirty job. 
just enjoy it and score goals and make assists. So, you know, it was uh, when he was on his day, it was like unbelievable. He could have scored left foot, right foot, volley, free kick. Uh, really, really top player. And nowadays, who I like to watch in our squad, I would say Morgan. But um, I was really happy also to see um, uh, Ryan 880 in the squad because, you know, um, for me, it's really like, you know, sometimes I talk with youngsters and, um, and uh, I always give his example because I remember seeing him in 2015 when I was training with the squad, when I back, at, no, 2016, yes, I think. And uh, he was a young player. And to be honest, he wasn't the one that I would have said, oh, maybe he's going to break through. But the first thing that I always realized is like, when he used to talk to Yeti, he was like this. Listening to every single bit of what you're saying and then learning. And then maybe he was, maybe after that, when he left, he was like, okay, that's not interesting for me. But it was something, someone willing to learn. And then in life in general, football or whatever, if you're, humble enough to listen to people with more experience and then you're willing to learn, then now he's a, he's a captain of a, of a Premier League team. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it is, and, and certainly the growth of of Ryan Yates has been um, has been huge in this um, in, in 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 his time at, at Forest. Uh, Guy, mm. just finally, you, you mentioned there about kind of youngsters in in the Forest squad. What have you made of the centre back Murillo this season? He's got a lot of plaudits from from Forest fans and and people in general in football that will say he will go on to 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 greater things for sure. I really like the player. I think like he's always tried to play simple from the back. You know, he don't don't just kick the ball, and uh, he try to have a little bit of composure. And I can see that sometimes he have few times when he go and dribble with the ball to go forward. I, I think he's really good and decent player. And obviously, I believe that also he will have like a, a, a brilliant future if he carry on like this. Really good player. Yes, definitely. Right. That uh, probably finishes us quite nicely. We'll keep you up to date over the next three weeks. And of course, as we take the trip to sunny Blackpool. Sarah, thank you for your time today. Much appreciated. Thank you. Good to see everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Guy, thank you. Hopefully the next time I see you, I might have yeah, yeah. Might have got taller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for the invite. You're welcome, you're welcome. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode of Garibaldi Red, remember to drop us a like and subscribe across Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube and we will see you very soon. Fingers crossed for a, um, a decent Blackpool replay. See you next time. <laughs>